Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Peter's Failure. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson to those listening about what we can do now to assist us through life in avoiding failure as much as possible. Of course, we are all human, but if you listen to this message, we will see some very specific things about the life of Peter that we can use as an example to learn how to avoid failure in the future. And again, no one is perfect, but listen as the Word of God is brought with wisdom and help to those who need it. And we sure pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. We did not underestimate our enemy in that particular incident. And so first it was Hiroshima. And even then, they weren't giving up. I believe some of the thinking was, well, okay, that's over with. Now let's get on with it. Let's keep fighting. But then Nagasaki. And you know what the message was with the second one? Hey, there's more where that came from. Truth is, and they didn't know this, we didn't have any more. No more that were built. We had dropped the two that had been built. I've read things, and I'm sure you have, and I've seen commentaries and interviews as to how cruel those two bombs were. And, and, and look, war is barbaric, amen? War is barbaric, bottom line. But did you ever study the firebombing we were doing up to that point? The daylight firebombing? General Curtis LeMay, of course, we didn't have an Air Force at that time. It was the, it was the uh, uh, air, air arm of the Army. And he found a slot in the Japanese defenses between about 5,000 and 10,000 feet. And, and, and those crews, when they, when they heard at what altitudes they would be bombing during the day, some of them said, we thought that's it. This is crazy. But there was, there was a gap. There was a gap in their defenses that was glaring between 5,000 and 10,000 feet. And we were fi firebombing Japanese cities, daylight bombing, and 10 and 15 and 20,000 a day dying. What am I saying? We didn't underestimate the enemy. We realized if we didn't do something, this would go on and on and on and on, and Peter underestimated the enemy. Don't underestimate your enemy. When it comes to your ability to fight sin, to fight the enemy, to fight the powers of darkness, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But that he is not ye. It's him. Number two, 
he underappreciated the magnitude of the moment. He underappreciated the magnitude of the moment, the importance of it. The Lord Jesus Christ had been telling them what was going to happen. He would be betrayed. The nation would turn on him. And do you remember at one point when the Lord was talking about this, that they were arguing who would be the what? The greatest. The Lord's talking about dying for the sins of the world. The Lord is talking about being betrayed. He is the Messiah. He is the King of Israel. And, and the nation is turning on him. And you know what they're haggling about? Who's going to be King Fish? Who's going to be able to walk the tallest among them? Folks, it wasn't just Peter. I mean, you're in the Garden of Gethsemane, and the Lord is agonizing, and they're sleeping. And the Lord's saying, can't you pray with me one hour, one hour? They underappreciated the magnitude of the moment, the importance of it. You know, as we get older, we can start to look back and look at some times where there was a fork in the road, and some of those come quickly, and they go, and others, we see them coming for a long time, and we realize it's a critical time in our lives. It's, it's a moment of great magnitude, and we can look back and say, I'm glad I was alert to that. I'm glad I wasn't asleep at the switch. But if you're like me, you can look back at some times and you can say, wow, I missed that one. I sure missed that one. And truth is, Peter didn't appreciate the magnitude of the moment. I think of a, a character in history that many of you may have heard of but may not know a lot about. You may... He's probably known more, more than anything else for, for one thing he said in the middle of a battle. And that is, I have not yet begun to fight. How many of you have heard that, that one right there? Sure. Uh, it's invoked in poetry. It's been invoked in music. It's invoked in philosophy. It's invoked, I'm sure it's been invoked in battle more than once since then. But we were just a fledgling nation. And the reality of it is, when, when John Paul Jones, off the coast of England, in, in an old French vessel called the Bonham Richard, that had been refitted and, and was essentially the United States Navy, that one ship, if you can believe that. That was it. Say, where's the U.S. Navy? It's that one right there. And by the way, it was, it was Jones's idea. Congress was haggling over the idea whether we had enough money or whether we should or this and that or we'd provoke England. And Jones just said, we need something. And he managed to get enough appropriations to get this, this ship that really was, was no match for most of the British vessels, including the vessel he would take on that day, the Serapis, under, under a commander named Pearson. And, and, and most of, the, most of the, the cannons, most of the uh, uh, casting in, in the can, on the cannons, the, the French weren't known for, well, let's just say the French weren't known for their shipbuilding and they weren't known, they weren't known for their uh, uh, castings for their cannons. 
faulty, 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 faulty. But it's all he had, it's all we had. And he had, he, he had a price on his head by the, by, the, by the British government, the same as a pirate. They were, not, they were not recognizing him. They weren't recognizing any other smaller vessels that we might have had as anything more or less than pirates. So the saying was, he was a man with a noose around his neck. That was one of the things that Pearson said after he surrendered. What really grieved him was that he was surrendering to a man with a noose around his neck. All the more galling. But you read about that battle, and you read about Jones, and Jones, Jones was a flawed character. But one thing about it is Jones appreciated the magnitude of the moment in the history of our nation and the military and the need for a navy. And he took on the Serapis, and they were losing badly. The Serapis outgunned him. Paul uh, uh, Jones did a good job of, uh, of maneuvering and using the winds and, and the, uh, um, the tide, but the boat was no match for the British boat. And at one point, and at one point, the bottom Richard looked like it was going down, and in the din and all the, the fog and all the smoke and all the gunpowder, and all the firing and all the screaming and agony and men diving into the water, some of them with, with, with their skin literally ripped off of their bodies through, through, the, through the, 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 the explosions and, 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 the, uh, and, and the fire. And, and, and he ordered, he ordered the Bonham Richard lashed to the Serapis. They were side by side at this point. And they had gotten close enough where, where, they were, where the, the British were getting off of, of their boat and boarding the, the Bonham Richard, and it was hand-to-hand combat. And, and, and had it not been for the fact that the Bonham Richard was lashed to the Serapis, the Bonham Richard was sinking fast and probably would have sunk before the battle was over. And at one point, that point right there where it looked completely hopeless, I mean, the mass, the only, the only mass left on the, on the Bonham Richard was the main mass, and, and uh, uh, John Paul Jones was standing there, and, and, and one, of, one of his uh, officers uh, began to, to call for striking, striking sail, striking, meaning surrender. And he said it loud enough where Pearson heard it just on the other deck. And he said, are you striking? Are you striking? And that's when, that's when Jones said, he said, striking, and there's all kinds of versions of this. Some of them have a lot of expletives in them, so I'll spare you that. But that's when he said, I have not yet begun to fight. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Peter's Failure, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have seen a very specific instance in which Peter was not at his best. We have seen how he failed, and we have seen why he failed. No human on earth is above failure, but there are sound biblical lessons that we can learn which can help us to succeed in every aspect of life, but especially in our walk with Jesus Christ. And if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tvbc.com 
tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting kids programs for all ages, including those who are older like junior high, high school, and college-aged groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.